This is a quick bonus episode before we get back to new full-length podcasts next week. In it, we'll hear from the folks at SF Film about their upcoming Doc Stories mini-festival, which starts tonight at the Vogue Theater and two showings of American Symphony, a documentary about musician and all-around amazing human, John Batiste. Go to sffilm.org for more info and to buy tickets. My name is Jesse Fairbanks. I am the director of programming at SF Film, which is the presenting organization of the San Francisco International Film Festival, which is the oldest film festival in the Americas. We're going into our 67th edition in April of 2024. Um, we also do an annual fundraising gala where we hand out awards to luminaries in the industry. Last year, we celebrated Margot Robbie. Um, we're going to be announcing very soon who we're going to be celebrating this year. Uh, we had Francis for Coppola and Jane Campion two years ago and uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal. We had Sarah Polly last year who went on to win the Academy Award. So the awards night is always a really fun gala. Um, we do a fall series called SF Film Presents where we celebrate usually fairly prestigious awards titles that are not getting kind of attention because they're international or they're small and independent. And we bring in the filmmakers and have a conversation with them both with our residents, as well as with our public audience. And then we have Doc Stories, which I'm going to talk about in a minute, which is our annual documentary uh, film series, um, or film showcase, excuse me. And then in addition to the public exhibition, which I just ran through really quickly, SF Film is also the producer of an educational program that's been running for over 30 years and engages with 15,000 plus school students, K through 12 every year. They do year round programming, they create curriculum and work with teachers. And then they do concurrent festivals that run alongside the April International Film Festival and the Doc Stories Festival. So if you're a teacher and you're listening to this, you should reach out to just go onto our website, sffilm.org and look at the education program. They do fantastic work and a lot of free family films as well. And My question is that is that education program uh, SF and Bay Area students or yeah. oh great okay SF and Bay Area students so it's people from the like schools from the peninsula and the East Bay participate um, virtually we've actually been able to engage forty eight states um, and that is a lovely silver lining of being forced to work in the virtual space mm-hmm. um, as a result of the pandemic that now is actually a, a huge asset that we are very lucky to be able to use to get more audiences to connect with our content. Right. Um, And then we have our artist development program, which is a a program that provides over nine million dollars in grants um, to date and has uh, we do residencies and fellowship programs and we have editing suites and provide all sorts of kind of professional development. Um, And out of those programs comes some really incredible works of art. We had eight SF film supported titles in Sundance last year including films like Savannah Leaf's Earth Mama and yeah. uh, Raven Jackson's Aldrich Road's Taste of Salt. So we do a lot of things at SF Film. Um, but I would love to talk about Doc Stories, if that works for you. For sure. And just quickly, I just want to say that uh, this past film festival was my first to attend. I've been in San Francisco for a minute, and I've been doing Story in San Francisco for a, a little bit shorter of a minute. But um it was so great. Then actually the first, you just mentioned it, the first movie I saw as part of SF film was Earth Mama. Oh, um, great film to have as your wow. point. Correct. hundred percent. And 
Bay Area. I mean, it was everything. So yeah. bra bravo on a really, really amazing film festival this year. Oh, thank you. I mean, it's such a labor of love by all of us. And, you know, I use labor because it does take a lot of blood, sweat and tears to do it. But, but it, we do it because we love it. And yeah. we do it because of filmmakers like Savannah Leaf um, and having Tiana Moore, who's a local DJ and artist and now uh, art and a performer, like her performance in that film is truly mind-blowing yes. and the fact that it's savannah's first film it's tia's first time performing and they're examining what it's like for young mothers whose children are in the foster care system and bringing a really like you know fresh perspective of storytelling new approach um really raw and beautiful energy and so mm -hmm. um, i'm so glad you were able to come and yeah last year was really special it was you know, the festival continues to look a little bit different every year for us as we respond right. to the climate that and the industry that we work within. But um, we, we had a really great time in April and we're already programming for 2024. Awesome. I can't wait. So the reason we are here today, besides just we like you, um, let's, <laughs> hear, let's hear all about what is going to kick off this evening. Yeah, so Doc Stories is our annual showcase that we put together where we kind of take a look at the documentary field and select the titles that we think are the most resonant to the moment um, and work that we think is the most profound and moving and um, sophisticated in the documentary landscape. A lot of it does tend to be uh, titles that are, you know, uh, going into the awards campaign season, but we also like to feature smaller kind of discovery titles as well. It is a weekend, so it's, it's very competitive and it's an invite-only showcase. Um, we have 10 feature films this year, two shorts blocks, and a very special tribute to the late and great filmmaker Julia Reichert. And um, tonight we kick off with our opening night fest, uh, opening night film of American Symphony, which is the new film from Emmy-winning Academy-nominated filmmaker Matt Hyman. And it looks at a year in the life of the in, in notorious, infamous, wildly talented creative polygot John Baptiste. And we start with him right after he's won an Oscar and go through a year with him as he prepares uh, for the, before he gets his big Grammy awards, he's gotten some, but before he had that really big year at the Grammys, John's preparing for this uh, symphony at Carnegie Hall called American Symphony that's supposed to be looking at, you know, a historic uh, re-examination of American music canon and the sounds in the regions that have been expunged from that. And in the middle of all of that, his partner, Suleika Juad, who is also a musician and an artist in her own right, find out that her leukemia has returned. And so the film is so much more, it's not a, necessarily a music documentary. It's, it's not a biopic. It's a really beautiful, moving, rousing, and inspirational film about two beautiful people making art in the middle of, of a lot of obstacles. And um, I think it's a, a tonic to the times that we're living in right now. Um, we have two screenings tonight, one at 6 p.m., one at 9 p.m., um, and I encourage anyone to go online and see if tickets are available at sffilm.org or try to rush it. Yeah. Uh, are both screenings going to be at the Vogue? They're both at the Vogue. Thank you for asking. Yes. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, so Doc Stories starts tonight, uh, November 2nd, and we run through Sunday um, in person, the November 5th. Um, and we are at both the Vogue and the Premier Theater on the ILM campus in the Presidio. So please make sure you check our website, sffilm.org, to make sure you know where you're going, what day, and what venue. 
Um, okay. And then we have two days of virtual presentations and a little over half the program has opted to participate in the virtual presentation. So if you're unable to join us in person, if you're more comfortable joining us virtually, you can buy tickets to see those films and watch them from the comfort and safety of your home. You mentioned uh, a couple of the other things that that Doc Stories is presenting. Um, I'll just say that I looked at your program and it, and it is, uh, I'm a, it's an impressive program, but I think you 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 spoke to sort of like, ha like how you select and, and what you all are presenting. I saw a very, I would say important topical, I hate the term hot button, but like stuff that's very zeitgeisty. Mm -hmm. um, COPA 71 and Sorry Not Sorry are two examples. Um, do you want to speak to any of the other specific films that you're presenting? Yeah, I'd love to. And thank you for that. Um, yeah, Copa 71, a beautiful, rousing story about an unknown first world, Women's World Cup in 1971 that just got forgotten. And it's this beautiful unearthing of this moment when six nations came together and these women are, they're badasses. They're amazing. They love the game. It'll have you fist pumping like you won't. None of you know the outcome of the game because nobody remembers that this even happened. So it's going to be like a first time experience for all the audience. So <laughs> uh, you'll have a great time. And it's such a it's a really beautiful, inspirational film. And it just demonstrates that beautiful things are happening around the world all the time. And I think that's a message that we could all really um, uh, appreciate, especially in this these heavy times that we're living in. Um, sure. And yeah, I think I, you know, sorry, not sorry is about Louis CK and his redemption or his uh, uh, rehabilitation process that kind of didn't happen. Uh, and is, it sounds very serious and it is, it tackles all the issues that have come out as a result of me to the Me Too movement. And also about how, how do you hold powerful people accountable? Do we offer paths for redemption? Are people, you know, how do we respond to things like this? And what how, are the paths of redemption, right? Yeah, totally. And like, yeah. and what's what can we reasonably expect from a human to do? Well, what, is anything ever enough? You know, certainly the way that he like kind of offered like a non-apology and then was back on stage nine months later is I don't, I think we all agree that that was not the right way to handle that. Um, you shouldn't have done it in the first place. Uh, but the film is so much more than that. It looks at power and who has power. But the greatest thing about it is that a lot of the participants are comedians. And so oh. even though it's very important and serious subject matter, it is very therapeutic because you're just laughing because these these women are so they're so smart. They're so witty. It's really fun. I know I know that sounds a little bit glib to say of something and I don't mean to diminish anyone's experience or trauma, but I think the filmmakers Caroline Shu and Kara Moniz do a really great job of, of noting that like, you know, the intelligence, the warmth and the humor of all of these participants in their film uh, create this really wonderful fabric in which they can examine these very, very tricky subjects. Um, and speaking of tricky subjects, I'd love to talk about another film that we have uh, called Stamped from the Beginning, which is made by the great Roger Ross Williams who was just with us in September with his first scripted feature, Cassandro, at the Castro, which was a great night. And he's coming back because he loves the Bay Area. And he has his new film, Stand from the Beginning, which is an adaptation um, from a book by the same name by uh, Imbram X. Kendi. And the film looks at 
the concepts of racism. And I know that that sounds heavy as well, but Roger is known for his visual style and he uses all sorts of, you know, expert interviews, but all these really beautiful images and artistry and visual representations with archivals and like some really beautiful reenactments to explore the root causes behind a lot of the language that we use. Um, and I'm really simplifying like just how cerebral and beautiful this film is. But the nicest thing about, for me, like Stamped from the Beginning seems to offer some tools of how we can move forward and out of this kind of stagnant place we seem to be in with race relations that feels very, uh, uh, like, you know, power empowering almost. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so yeah, those those are some. And then um, another film that is is so beautifully done and sophisticated and uh, takes on some really challenging topics is called The Mission. And this is a film from local filmmakers, um, Emmy-winning filmmakers, Amanda McBain and Jesse Moss, who did Boy State. And their new film is called The Mission. And it takes a look at John Chow, who maybe some people will remember, was a young man with some... um, you know, this passion for his missionary work and for adventure, who attempts to make contact with uh, the Sentinelese tribe off of the coast of India. They're one of the last non-contactable groups of humans in the world. Obviously, that doesn't necessarily go very well. Some of you will remember the story. But Amanda and Jesse do such a beautiful job of looking at like, what was John's motivation and like looking at his journals and working with his family and also interviewing a lot of missionaries and people who reflect on this and the the good intentions that go in and kind of this intersection of colonialism and religion and misguided curiosity. And it's a, it's a fascinating, thoughtful uh, and very dramatic uh, documentary and the mission is screening at 8 30 on Friday at the premiere so tomorrow so if any of you want to catch that it's a, it's a really beautiful film awesome thank you uh we should probably get wrapped up here pretty soon I'm gonna try something sneaky <laughs> so um again going back to the program that I looked at for doc stories there were hints that there might be some special guests Ah, yes. Um, Can you give us either more hints or, I mean... I can just be super honest and spill all the secrets. Um, Sure. We had hinted that there might be additional guests for opening night for American Symphony. And there was a a moment when, like, John Baptiste was going to come to the Bay Area. He is not, unfortunately. Like, you know, please still come. Uh, We will have the director, Matt Hyman, there. And the producer Lauren Dominan and um we had hoped that John could come and he unfortunately is just not he's he'll still be on the screen he'll be on the screen you're gonna be two-dimensionally yeah like you're gonna find out things about John like I don't want to ruin it for anyone but like Matt captures like one of the biggest moments of John's life on camera and he's like one of three people like in the room that knows about it in advance and then one of 30 people actually at the event and like I don't know, like if you like John Baptiste, you're going to go into this film and you're going to get to spend a lot of time with him. And just I figure listeners will either already love John Baptiste or discover him. And I'm like, it's one of those things, like if someone hasn't seen a movie or someone hasn't read a book, I'm a little bit jealous that they're about to do it for the first time. I know, totally. And that's the thing. He was the band leader for the late night show with Stephen Colbert for seven years. Like he's, Mm -hmm. he's known, but 
I don't think people realize like just how prolific he is, that he comes from this musical dynasty of a family in New Orleans and how much art he creates. And so, yeah, I'm totally jealous. I am so jealous that everyone gets to see it for the first time. I can't wait to see it with a crowd again. Like I saw it with a crowd in Telluride. It blew the roof off. And we had invited Matt to be the opening night film before anyone, it hadn't even screened at Telluride. Like we just knew from the beginning, this was the film we wanted to open doc stories with. And uh, yeah, so I wish that there was another special guest to share as like a, you know, hear it here first. (laughs) I've got one and I'm going to, I'm going to try to make you blush now. You'll be there. Oh, I will be there. Um, I do have like a hot off the presses. My brother is also getting married this weekend because why not? And so, yeah, come on universe. (laughs) Yeah. It's just like, it's going to be really busy, but, um, I will be there for half of the festival. If you don't see me there, it's because my brother's getting married and I'm at my brother's wedding, but I, you know, the amazing team at SF film, including our executive director, Ann Lai and my associate director, Rod Armstrong, who's been with the organization for 20 years are going to be there hosting. So you'll be in excellent hands as an audience member. That is a hot off the presses announcement. <laughs> um, <laughs> But it's really nice too. Like, you know, people get, I, I get tired of hearing my own voice. So it's so nice that uh, they'll be hosting Q and A's. One of our programmers, Jordan Klein is going to be hosting the Q and A's for both the short blocks and the short blocks are so beautiful. We have Dream Hampton's new film. We have S. Leo Chang's new film about Taiwan and China. He's a local filmmaker. If you're familiar with him, um, if you're not, you should check out his previous work called Our Time Machine, which I think you can watch on Netflix. He has a new short that's in the shorts block. One of the shorts blocks is a a lift of titles from New York Times OpDocs. So we have some really incredible filmmakers that are going to be participating. Some of them are on the platform. A lot of them haven't been seen yet by anyone. So it's a Hmm. sneak peek. Um, Yeah. And we have filmmakers coming for every single film. So every film is a Bay Area premiere. It hasn't screened in the Bay Area yet. So you'll be the first audience to see anything that is at Doc Stories. And there are directors coming for every single title. So you'll get to hear a Q&A afterwards with the filmmakers about their intent and um, some context. And I think that's always really exciting. Absolutely. Uh, well, you have a legit excuse to not be there for the whole thing, I'm just going to say. Um, so, uh, and and I guess congratulations to your brother and yeah. whoever he's marrying. Look at all this free attention he's getting right now. Thank you all. Totally. For yeah. You, life. you heard it here first on Story San Francisco. <laughs> uh, well, Jesse, thank you so much for your time and oh, have, a, have a great fest and have a wonderful wedding. Thanks. Thanks so much, Jeff. And I hope we get to see a lot of you on the ground tonight at opening night. And we appreciate, I just want to shout out like films need audiences. If you're listening to this, I'm assuming it's because you love film and it's a hard time right now. I know that we're all feeling like really weary with the state of the world that we're in and documentaries are often thought of as kind of serious and academic or um, educational. And a lot of these films are really uplifting and reminders of the like, it's kind of unconquerable ability of the human spirit and the I do think it's a, a tonic for the moment that we're living in right now um I know that I'm saying that sounds really rich because I don't know everyone's personal experience obviously but I encourage you to go for that reason I also encourage you to go because it's at a local theater owned by it's an independently run theater films need viewers we need spectators we can't do our work without it filmmakers can't make their art without it so 
please, please come like, just come for a film. I promise you're going to have a good time and hear about it from interesting people. And, um, you know, we, we do this cause we love it, but we also do it cause we love the audiences. And, and so we hope to see you in the theater. That was SF Films' Jesse Fairbanks. Check back next week to meet Janet Clyde, longtime co-owner of Vesuvio, where this podcast got started more than six years ago. Look for that Tuesday wherever you get podcasts. Music for Storied San Francisco was produced, performed, and curated by Otis McDonald. Michelle Kilfeather does original photography for us. Aaron Lim of Bitch Talk Podcast is our contributing producer. And the show is produced and hosted by me, Jeff Hunt. Now in our sixth season, we have more than 200 episodes available on our website, storiedsf.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're able to, please rate and review the show. And drop us a line at storiedsf at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Keep rejecting those silly doom loop narratives about our city. Stay wacky, weird, healthy, and creative. And we'll see you next time on Storied San Francisco. We acknowledge and respect the first humans of the unceded land we call San Francisco, the Ramaytoshaloni. We condemn the genocide of these and other tribes across the Western Hemisphere. We honor their legacy and history and we support rematriation and sovereignty efforts. This podcast is a proud member of the BFF.FM podcast network. Learn more at podcast.bff.fm. BFF.FM, best frequencies forever.